0: of the zoom and the online recordings suddenly your face is just completely caricatured and everything is just so out of proportion all the time
1: all the time I've, what I've noticed as well back on campus I've seen some students around who I actually taught last year they're all really fucking tall oh my god they're so me. tall. I mean like and I don't think they I, I'm quite a short person so they're walking past they're like is that and I'm like is that like staring up into the heavens. Yeah. Like everyone's been sitting down for a year on Zoom. Like no, they're too tall. Students are somehow very, very
2: tall. Stop it. Oh, that happened to me with a new colleague yeah. who must be, I don't know, well over six foot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, when you're aware that you are actually craning and you can feel it in your neck, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I'm five four. That's not like
0: massively yeah. short. Like, and yeah, that was that was a really big surprise. <laughs> really big. But I had the opposite problem I met my friend Ellen who I've been working with for like over a year on zoom and I had no idea that she was only about five foot <laughs> I'm five foot five and I was suddenly like oh my god I'm towering over <laughs> like I had absolutely no idea that we weren't just like the same height mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it became really like strange same, my, uh, <laughs> my partner who
1: went uh went to meet some people he worked with for the first time they're like Alex Blot Surprisingly tall, <laughs> which I find like, ah, like, oh, is that a is that a compliment actually? He, he's such a, <laughs> large, su- man. a <laughs> large man. He's such a large man. Like surprisingly tall. <laughs> you're like, eh, so nothing can go wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, I love when your dog's in it. <laughs> She's the
1: real She's like the secret star on my rug this morning. She was just merely asserting her dominance over the space. (laughs)
0: This (laughs) is my space now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Luna knows.
1: (laughs) Okay. Hello and welcome to Lol My Praxis. Today we are speaking with Rachel Smith. Rachel is a third year PhD student based between Bath Spa University, Reading University
0: and Cardiff University. It's is that all of the universities? Actually, I've now oh, changed from Reading to Exeter because my supervisor Exeter changed. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. All it's, it, it's been a, a few, an interesting few weeks.
1: <laughs> okay, right, Okay. well, we'll hear more about that in a moment. Okay, but we're not jumping between universities. Rachel specializes in 18th and 19th century social, gender and emotions history and especially in relation to letter writing. Her thesis looks at expressions of anxiety in the Canning family network from 1760 to 1830. And she's particularly interested in what relationships are between love and anxiety. relationships are what the relationship is mm.
2: yes who's dyslexic who's now? dyslexic now <laughs> it's me <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're not snooping on the letters of dead lovesick men Rachel Kogan the history lab seminar series and is currently editor for the question journal welcome to the podcast Rachel did we get it relatively correct
0: pretty much there I mean it sounds about right to me <laughs> good anything you'd like to change or add mm-hmm. um nah I mean I think we've got enough in there it's probably too much already
2: <laughs> people <have switched laughs> hey. it off how does it feel to be shamed for your institutional promiscuity?
0: <laughs> I know. I'm just hopping around all over the place. I can blame my funder. They they've pushed me into this. <laughs> they pushed me into this life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, so so now, so you've moved what? Yeah, three institutions?
0: Yeah, so my funder's based at Bristol. Um, I my first institution is Bath Spa, and then my second institution has been pretty much every other one in the Southwest because I've kept changing supervisors.
1: <laughs> so, is I've that been because it- supervisors have been moving, or because they're like? I can't I do it. it. I can't I mean, I don't.
2: It's I, fine. I had five supervisors within yeah. the course of my PhD, so we're all good.
0: Yeah. One was <laughs> at Cardiff. <laughs> um, and then she got sick. And then I have one at Reading. She moved to Oxford, so I couldn't have her anymore. So now I've got one at Exeter. So I've basically just been, as you say, been quite promiscuous around the Southwest universities and collecting them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Incredible. so does that make it five as well? Is that what you're up to? Uh one,
2: two three. yes. God. Oh, amazing. Oh. Oh. You yeah, know, one to more to go. <laughs> and, uh, one more on your will Louise, nah. to
1: pass over her award.
2: I thought I had the monopoly for <laughs> <laughs> being deserted by supervisors slash... I mean, you got to start thinking to yourself, I mean, at least I did, that, you know, there's a common denominator here.
1: <laughs> and it's the institution. Yes,
2: <laughs> definitely nothing to do with me and my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so yeah so we are so firstly just to kind of settle into the podcast so you work on anxiety and emotions right yeah so tell us all your deepest anxieties and insecurities oh just an I, easy question to start, I, us, start, start us off yeah. with yeah. Well, just, let's just go straight you know, straight in there.
0: Balling, you, know? <laughs> you know i mean I, who knew when i came on to that we're really a a get...
2: from,
1: you know the 1800s
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh um, I suppose that my deepest fear is probably fear of failure, which I don't um, think is an uncommon one for the 18th century. Um, basically, all the letters that I'm reading all have a deep <laughs> fear of failure in various different ways. So I don't know whether it's came from there or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just I've just mer- merged into my my work but yeah fear of failure is probably my biggest anxiety I think I think that's being an academic
2: yeah oh yeah, yeah I mean that, you know that one cuts real. deep that one cuts deep that is that
1: is the uh... <laughs> what are the other kind of really common anxieties that you've come across like when and when you say anxiety like how are you framing that because I feel like 18th century anxiety is probably
0: different to what we're considered anxiety today yeah Yeah. i mean when i use anxiety it means sort of more like worries kind of anxiety so we're not really talking sort of clinical um anxiety so um you know you're probably more likely to use that uh, term anxiety for that today whereas in the 18th century there was more like well i am anxious to hear about what you have to say and um and it's more kind of anxiety of worry and concern um and and more uh, um less pathological and more just what people would worry about on a general basis about their lives. Um fear of failure is probably quite a common one. Um uh fear of rejection, um, fear for your reputation. I mean, you know, who isn't who isn't fearing for their reputation, right? Not
2: us. <laughs> no, definitely not us we listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um that's definitely a common one. Um, fear of not being loved, um, seems to be quite um prevalent so there's a real sense of you asking
2: you people- on here to just completely read us rachel I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've secretly come from the 18th century i've read all your yeah. letters
2: yeah. it's a tuesday evening we're, we're, you know this is a lot i'm very fragile i've been
0: at I'm work very all day fragile. i'm sorry how do you feel about this it's not <laughs> oh, good not good at all <laughs> oh, you need me a therapy session eh Oh, I know
1: exactly Jesus, fuck <laughs> so is that actually something that would kind of come across in the lepers in the lepers
2: in the letters? lepers <laughs> <laughs> in, the letters, in the letters is that a Freudian that were you feeling like a pariah I after? was feeling like a pariah but I was also thinking of the word therapy in my head so it combined
1: letters with therapy and became <laughs> lepers
2: um,
1: but <laughs> well, was letter writing a sort of therapeutic act during this period I mean, like with the with the canning network that you're talking about in your work
0: i mean it's difficult to to say really because the concept of therapy from what i can tell isn't really a sort of structured thing in that time uh, but I think they did get a lot of relief from their anxieties. Um, they got more anxieties as they wrote. So it's a bit I mean, like a I vicious like circle. Mother,
1: so. mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like
0: writing to anybody. You send off the, the message and you're like, oh, my God, what did I say? Did I say it OK? Are they going to understand what I mean? Um, heaven help me. I want to recall it back. Give it back to me. Um, so they had I- a lot of that going on. The eighteenth century, like being left on red, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you even know? There's no blue ticks. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh no no no! You you had no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot going on. Um, bless them. Um, so yeah, they were sort of therapeutic in the sense that they did help people um, relieve anxieties, but they caused probably as many anxieties <laughs> as they uh, as they relieved. <laughs> Cut my
2: life into pieces. This is my research methodology. Um, So we're going to uh, move on to our favorite segment, the methodology kazoo. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: So um, you know how this works, Pat? What we will do is we will play, well, I will play a chin on the kazoo. And you have to guess what it is and why do we think. (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on the we We
0: think it's relevant to your research (laughs) i've been dreading and looking forward to this because i'm normally quite good at these and i bet today is the day i don't get it
2: So I think that you're the first person that claims to be quite good at
0: them. Because, oh, Rob, like we have no idea. I'll so be honest, I, think, I actually think you're pretty good, believe it or not. Oh,
2: thank you. Louise doesn't. <laughs> it comes uh, across. I think it depends
0: who's doing it on the episode. That's
1: what I mean, if I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. But I say oh, that
0: one... today will be the day I just have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't think I'll be getting my leg up though. Not at the moment. No. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the so the kind can- an oral medium. <laughs> can, so the can can. I mean, I wonder if it's to do with the canning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how hard it was to find a song with can in it? And actually
0: not it wasn't. All, it
2: wasn't at all. at all. This was actually quite easy because we were going through like lots of songs that have mother issues as well. Oh yeah. Um, of which there are plenty. But then we thought we'd, uh, you know, go for the. Go for, the Go for the obvious one, exactly.
0: Yeah. So tell us, how does this relate? <laughs> uh, well, the can-can, um, I suppose there's quite a few ways it could actually relate. I mean, the canning reference, obviously, but also the um, uh, Mary Ann Canning was an actress. And, you know, the can-can is very theatrical um, mm-hmm. and maybe a bit risque. She herself had quite a, uh, a risque reputation. So um, although she didn't dance the can-can itself, she certainly could have had a uh, an interesting uh, uh, reputation that may have gone with that kind of uh, Moulin Rouge style uh, entertainment. I so I, I don't know if that's where where we will go with this, but that's certainly where I'm, no, I'm no. feeling. I want you to, to be We
1: chose it because it's canning and can can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great. In that case, I feel like I've actually I've actually like you know gone up no, some levels. nuanced it. Nuanced yeah, it. Like,
2: I mean. <laughs> you know, it's fine. we both have PhDs.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed how you did make it try and like seem um nuanced and relevant and and, and deep and interesting. Mm. Um so
0: can you tell us a little bit about George Canning's mother? Um what was her name? So her name's Marianne Canning. Um she was a, a um gentleman's daughter with no money, and um she got married to George Canning Sr. in um Uh, 1768, uh, and he was disinherited just before... Um, their courtship because he was going to okay. marry another woman who his is father didn't approve of you know the, the age-old story that you find in a good old novel um, and uh, yeah they had a really um, interesting courtship through letters uh, which they decided to write despite the fact that they both lived in London and within walking distance of one another um, it's so romantic um, and um, he ended up dying uh it's on George answer. Canning <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's like I said, it it writes itself this story. Um <laughs> Yeah, he died on George Canning uh the son's uh, first birthday, penniless. And uh, uh, mary Ann's there writing, just lean up and kiss me if you love me. And he tries and then falls back dead. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) how traumatic. Uh, But yeah, so she ends up um, becoming an actress a few years later to... um, to try and keep her sons plural because they she had another one um, Thomas but he died uh, yeah there's a lot of death in this story uh, I know I'm I'm really gonna give you, you know, all guys a really good time here um, and uh, yeah so uh, George was eventually then. Uh, Sent to live with his aunt and uncle, uh, Stratford and Hitty Canning, uh, who then raised him. And he went to Eton and Christchurch College, uh, Oxford, whereas his mother stayed in provincial acting. Never made it big, so she was no Sarah Siddons. Um, She ended up uh, getting off with uh, Samuel Reddish, a Bristol theatre owner, um, having his kids. And then eventually got married to a Mr. Hun. Uh, who wasn't a very nice man. We don't know if he beat her, but there is an insinuation in the letters that he may well have. Um, he abandoned her with more children, and George finally uh, managed to get her out of poverty um, in about, I think it was about 1796, six seven. So she had quite a time of it. She was in the, the theatre for about 20 years.
2: Um, and just to clarify for our listeners this is real, this isn't Mills and Boone,
0: right? I mean, I, I, I wish that I had written it because it would probably be a bestseller by now, but uh, no, this is real. <laughs> this actually happened. This was a, a really uh, formidable 18th century woman um, who uh, went through the mill, quite literally, um, uh, up and down to, um, to try and secure her family's future. But the one thing that did remain the same is her love for George Canning. Uh, uh, who that? Yeah, who that? <laughs> well, but, who well, it's, it's both. It's both husband and son. She actually remained faithful oh. to both of them in her heart. Uh, maybe not in body. Um, Ooh, but um, George Canning, she keeps uh, senior her husband. She always um, praises, despite his uh, many flaws. Um, and George Canning, name um, one, yeah. <laughs> And George Canning, the son, um, who was the politician who became prime minister in 1827, he um, uh, had a very complicated relationship with his mother. She was constantly living in fear and anxiety that he just didn't love her as a son should love his mother in the in uh, that yeah, period. Because he loved her. Yeah, In a weird way? <laughs> I, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I would love to say yes, because that would really add great spice to the story. But it's more of a, it's more going towards I don't want anything to do with you than a uh, really interesting love story. <laughs> I
1: mean, cause like, so when I was looking up at your work earlier, apparently George... The the son, because the other one died, um, wrote over (laughs) one thousand letters to his mother during his lifetime. Yeah, and are you expecting us to believe that none of these were kinky? Mm
0: -hmm. But well, I mean, read what you like into them, you know, Uh, uh, affectionate son here, wink. Um, But um, no, uh, what they're actually they're actually tools of oppression in in more than than of weird love, um, because he used them to keep his mother at a distance um he Ooh. didn't want her near him and his public career um or even his um wife and children he kept her very much separate as much as he could uh, he didn't even tell her his wife's name <laughs> wow <laughs> it wow. was it was that serious he he just about before he got married said i'm i'm you know about to get married but he he just said the woman i'm i love <laughs> he didn't even give her name um and she only saw her grandchildren once and that was it. Um, and she um, lived till 1827. Um, and this was like 1801 too. So there's quite a long time that there were grandchildren that she didn't get to see. Uh,
1: was she alive when he was elected prime minister? Uh,
0: no, she wasn't. She died in the January and he died in the August of 1827. So, um, yeah, she didn't get to see him. But he died in August. Yes. He only he was only prime minister for three months.
1: <laughs> oh god oh fuck Those
0: yeah
2: imagine if certain prime ministers were only prime minister for three, <laughs> three months yeah <laughs> Be- best you really tenure mean?
0: ever all that promise mm-hmm. and then off <laughs> mm-hmm. not had time to muck up basically staring at the
1: blank page before you open up the dirty window let the sun alone. a fucking conference
2: paper just write it so kind of marianne canning's like what happens when like on reality tv where the relatives of slightly more famous people go on shows so like sylvester sylvester sloan's mom, mom big brother can't say that one why did i choose that one and like you know david bowie's ex-wife you know which led to the iconic "David is dead" moment. I'm oh my God! Early. Yes, that was
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> some of the finest
0: moments of our cultural moment. I, I think. And um, hit him alive yeah. in the next. room. What was weird though is he did die not long after that, which was quite freaky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like, a curse. <laughs> invoked his name. Right, um, yeah. and no, this is going over
2: Alex's head because some of us, <laughs> some of the this... swine, don't want things. <laughs> yes. us. Some of us watch um, trash TV. <laughs> <laughs> On oh, I mean that's Excuse actually but, but so that's kind of what she is in relation to other people. She's the scandalous person that makes it onto the reality TV programme because of her connections.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, she, it isn't even necessarily because of her connections. It's just simply because she barged her way in. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was like, "Yes, I'm going on to the stage. Uh, no one's going to stop me." They even offered her other stuff that she could do, like be a governess and things. Nope, the stage is for me. So yeah, she, um, yeah, she was very much that, that, um, that. Cele- yeah, I could, I could say she probably is like the. Um, the normal big brother contestant that suddenly is quite la- uh, loud and like defensive and gets into loads of trouble, um, mm. uh, rather than the the celebrity one because her son wasn't famous when she went into into the theatre. If anything, her um, her sort of fame actually came before he he his did. <laughs> so um he, if anything, he he was the celebrity coming on her coattails. Ah, mm. <laughs> interesting,
1: interesting. Mm. I mean, okay, so. And I, and I mean this in a in a very like like legitimate way but like what is important then about george canning's letters if he died so quickly after getting into the big chair that's what i call it um <laughs> the hot seat <laughs> the hot seat yeah. like what makes the canning network like why are these letters so like interesting for your work and and why specifically this cluster of letter writers
0: mm. well this act this network uh, really Offers, I mean, uh, there's a thousand from George to his mother alone. So there's yeah, okay. certainly no vo- uh, lack of letters in the collection. Yeah. Um, but there's also lots. That she of- breastfed him for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want. I want the um the emotional strands to keep continuing. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of letters between um George Canning his mother, but also other members of the family. We've got aunts, uncles, cousins. Uh, we've also got a family that are connected to people. Um, that, um, generally um, scholars may have heard of like we've got um, Elizabeth Sheridan and Richard Brinsley Sheridan uh, the playwright politician we've got um, links to the Duchess of Devonshire um, and um, and Whig politics in general. Um, we've also got a family that's lived through quite a um, uh, sort of eventful period in history. We've got revolutions wars they were affected with monetary <laughs> issues, death um, Changes in um, familial status, um, uh, changes in ideas of um, societal ideas of motherhood, um, which come through quite strongly, and actually there are because of the volume um, of the letters and the the many different networks um, within that. cluster, we can actually look at lots of different um, elements that could cause anxiety, both more generally, uh, but also more specifically to this family. I mean, you only have to look at Marianne's um, history, um, married, barely, barely surviving on any money, suddenly flung in, uh, husband dies, goes into acting uh, to know that um, her life must have been full of, of some anxiety for a woman in that period. Uh, but yeah, the others have um, different anxieties as well. So, you have the ones trying to be sort of the perfect mother versus the one just trying to be a mother at all. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So, like, basically, what you're saying is your research is like Georgian familial anxiety bingo. Effectively,
0: yeah. You could, yeah. you could, okay. yeah, so very much. More. So you could easy, easy, just start calling out all the numbers. Um, yeah. And yeah. And anyone who's worried about um their reputation. Oh yes, I've got that one. Tick. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of thing.
1: Anyone who's keeping their mother at arm's distance because their reputation. Tick.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> a death. Tick, 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 tick,
1: tick, tick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Death, death
0: is quite uh, frequent in various guises. Um, so definitely, if you've got that, you'll probably get a full house. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic deathbed scene. Tick, tick.
1: tick. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh okay well um I don't have a clear way of doing the sex the sagoo the sagoo but we would like your death t- and sex death and sex there we go that there you go sagoo complete sagoo um we would like your academic tinder bio please oh in terms of you know I'm trying to remember comment. what it
0: was i think it was something Jesus. like
1: Make us interested um
0: <laughs> write us a letter i like i think it was i like my 18th century letters like i like my men and then it was, I think it was sexy, witty, and full of spunk. Oh. That it was. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Okay.
1: So what you're telling me is that George Canning did
0: write weird letters to his mum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, that is exactly what I'm saying. Actually, it was more referring to her. Ooh. Oh. oh
1: she's
0: a spunky lady. She is. Oh. A, she's a spunky lady. Um, yes. Um, I would say that she's the one that that's... Uh, uh, full of spunk but also um
2: <laughs> it's, it's like in both ways yeah. I mean I would like to say yes um I mean okay, it would yeah. be
0: brilliant for my research if if I could say yes to that um and sadly I haven't found any evidence uh that she had male genitalia but um if she does no yes, I, I, I was thinking more after the act I believe more that she was I like, believe woman, that's what
2: happened yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, she oh. she is a very um a very brave woman. Um definitely I learned what about. a
2: spunk dunk was the other day. Which is vile. <laughs> Heterosexual people are vile. What, what is a spunk? Don't look at me when you say that. What is a spunk? Yeah, that's right. It's what happens when, like, you've had sex and, um, as people do, apparently, and the fluids are still inside you, and you like get up or something like rapidly, and it comes out. <laughs> that feeling of it rushing out. Apparently, that's a spunk. tongue. like to call it
1: the penguin model. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a really romantic moment after the fact yeah. oh, Clasp the thighs together But it's very important I will say this to every person out there With a, a cervix and a vagina Have a pee afterwards
2: that, No UTIs Even I know that And I'm, I'm stupid
1: And you're stupid Not full of
2: Not full of spunk Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> There's so many fluids I don't like it So many fluids
1: So many <laughs> fluids <laughs> um, A spunk dunk oh, no, no. It
2: never, like, no one ever calls it that I've never heard of that well, before. People
1: call it that. People don't
2: call it that, Louise. People, call people that. don't call it that. <laughs> we had a conversation about it with Who, people. Who's, who's Theatre people. Theatre people, okay. <laughs> 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 but, Lovely. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I would say that's one of the more graphic ones we've had recently. Mm,
1: but I'm actually wondering now, so in terms of like on, on, the, on the, the, the scale of the graphic, wasn't some of the, again, some of the work you've worked on, the work you've worked on is the, the letters <laughs> of 50. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> Hitty. And Hitty apparently wrote a lot of advice to her daughter. Do you think she would have written to her daughter about the sock dunk? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh if only she did. Oh my goodness, wouldn't that be a letter and a half. Um god, uh, w- well, I wish that swear that they had, had written so candidly lie. about sex. Wouldn't it just be great just to get a letter of like now, you know, make sure that you waddle to the toilet with <laughs> <or> to your <laughs> chamber pot after after your husband has bedded you. <laughs> wouldn't that be
2: fat. That's why I fucking love Anne Lister because in some of the okay so yes it wasn't heterosexual sex she was having, so great. But also, it, when they've decoded the sections, she's so rude about the women that she was sleeping with. Sometimes there's one where she was like, "She was as dry as a stick." What? A twat. <laughs> like, <laughs> she obviously
0: wasn't full of spunk then. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely not. But uh, it, it was that that joy because obviously it's decoded, but obviously it was politics of whether you should be reading blah 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 private things. Actually, there's something that might come into your research quite a bit. Is there come into ah? Uh, Hey. not where i was going but okay um but you know is there an issue about reading letters that were meant for families like what are the sort of ethics of reading private letters Can I mean
0: that? we've got a really classic case of this where uh, George Canning has written a journal a letter journal so it's like letters that are sent like weekly, monthly, and then they get put into a, a bounded volume. Um, and these dictate his um, first sort of years in Parliament. And the opening page is a list of rules. <laughs> and, the, and the first rule is, do not talk about this or show this book to anybody ah, yeah, except the five book. people mentioned. <laughs> so it's the it's the, um, his aunt and uncle, uh, Mr and Mrs Lee, sorry, Reverend Lee and Mrs Lee, and his two cousins. Um, and So basically, there's like four or five people that are allowed to discuss this. Um, So here's me then, you know, 200 years later, just, you know, sauntering up to uh, the British Library, got this massive, massive book. And the first page (laughs) reads, "Do do not show this to anyone else. And then you're like, oh crap um, <laughs> but, but um, the, what? Like it, with confidential emails I know so, yeah you're like what is he hiding uh, but yeah so what one of the, the um, things that I've actually thought about is actually well the, the volume was kept um, it was deliberately kept um, and he also doesn't give any instructions although he does say not to share the information with anybody he doesn't say destroy this um, and and um, so from my perspective, I suppose, well, he obviously wasn't too worried about posterity. It was obviously an at-the-time thing. He was like, I'm really worried about this more at the moment rather than, you know, in 200 years' time, some ginger-haired Scottish woman coming and having mm-hmm. a look at my uh, my journal. Uh, but um, there are some letters that say, like, oh, please burn this, and then they haven't burnt them. And they're, they're more uncomfortable, I think, because you're like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the ones that I've had have been less, um, I think, because of the content, and more because they just didn't like how they'd written it. <laughs> so okay. one of writes to her son Stratford, and it's just like, "This is a terrible letter; just burn it." <laughs> I don't. Know. And I'm like, "Well, he didn't."
1: <laughs> if people could refrain from replying all to the accidental reply all thread, that'd be great. Um, how many of you of the letters have you read now?
0: Oh, um, I've, well, I've got about, okay. I've probably got around about. I've definitely read over fifteen Um possibly a little bit more. Um, I, okay. I, I think it's around about fifteen hundred letters that I think I've got in total. Okay, and um, what's the longest one that you read? Is it eighteen sides front and back? You, you say that it's uh, actually longer than that. It's eighty-eight pages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a Louise nuts, an done that joke! Anyone out there who enjoys Friends will get it. And uh, yeah,
0: yeah, major Friends fan here. I am absolutely thrilled we've got a Friends uh, thing there in there. here. It That's has delighted me. Yeah, eighty-eight pages <laughs> um, is 88 the longest. Pages. Yeah, and back? Uh, no, that that is so. It's 44 four front and back, four I four guess, but um, they were all numbered. So it's 88 pages. Sorry, beg your pardon, 188 pages. Oh, no, no, that, oh okay.
2: that is just, considerably. Just different. a little
0: bit more. Sorry, it's 188 pages front and back. Uh, sorry, what would that be? Like 50, 60, 70, was it eight? Maths. Oh, God. <laughs> You'd never, you never know I actually have qualifications in maths because I just <laughs> don't use it anymore.
2: No. <laughs> that
1: many, yeah. many pages. Okay, yeah. so. Eight, so, so eight, then you've three. read a hell of a lot of these letters do you now have a vibe of when you're about to read one that you know it's going to be a juicy letter or a really boring
2: letter
0: Yes, so you, normally you can tell immediately, uh, particularly depending on who it's from, um, <laughs> if it's going to be boring. if it's going to be l- more likely to be boring or instructional or something like that, or if there's actually going to be some sort of flirtation at play. George often had very playful letters with his cousin Bess, to the point where ooh, um, ooh. historians in the um, early 20th century thought that they um, like had a thing. And um I, mean, I I mean how how far the, the fling thing goes, um I'm not sure. But um I don't think they actually had a romantic thing going on, but they certainly liked a uh, a little play. Little flat. A little flirt. Who was the most
1: boring?
0: Probably um the great aunt, great aunt fan can. I mean she she fan works fan. she works brilliantly for the Can Can music, doesn't she? Yeah, um, Fran, Fran, um. yeah uh, Frances Canning. Um, she gets called Fanny Canning or, or Fran Can. And um,
1: <laughs>
0: and the most exciting thing about her is her name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow.
0: She's like the maiden aunt who they go to for advice. And while well, her advice is great, like she's not somebody who necessarily... Gives off a vibe of like I'm just about to go out and cause a scandal Which is a shame because That would be brilliant Um, Mm. Then again, I've said that And Hitty's sister um, is a bit of a one Because she... um, was like totally in the background. She hasn't got any letters that survive, but she's often referred to in Hitty and her daughter Bess's letters. And they're just constantly in the background saying, Oh, she's worrying about you, worrying about you, and she's sitting and she's not well, and all of this. And then suddenly you get Bess writing, Oh, um your sister's just tried to elope with a random man. And you're like, What? <laughs> <laughs> what? like you know as you do just casually you know in the middle of the night just try and sneak out with a man so yeah so she's a bit of a one uh, suddenly uh oh. just coming out of the woodwork and uh trying to elope got caught
2: <laughs> again like fucking pride and prejudice vibes like you know is there anything that isn't in austin and this family
0: I you can, yeah I mean why choose the cannings well they basically are just the entire 18th century slash early 19th century literary canon all rolled into one I mean uh,
2: Bridgerton yeah mm, Bridgerton oh ride and prejudice oh yes <laughs> um have you listened to the Bridgeton musical the musical <laughs> no I haven't not the musical it's a fan musical. It was done on TikTok, but it was so popular that um, they actually did a performance at the Tony Awards
0: this year. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I have to listen to that. That would be brilliant. Is it good? It's good. It's good. It is. It is good. Excellent. Sorry. We, we may continue with our
2: regular question. <laughs> this is our regular question. It's which, which <laughs> going to pop up this time. Around. OK, so I have
1: a question for you in terms of like, so... Um, does your work your work sort of rotates around questions of sentimentalism? Is that right to say? To position? To yeah. an
0: extent, there is an element of sentimentalism, I'd say. I wouldn't say it's something I really specifically focus on as like a, a point of inquiry, but I think you could argue that there's definitely a bit of sentimentalism. I mean, the fact that these letters have been kept um, is quite a thing. Um, and the fact that um, Marianne herself, I mean, the reason that George has over a 1,000 letters surviving and Marianne to George has about Five plus the long hundred and eighty-eight page letter um, is because she was like, "I'm gonna keep all your letters, no matter how small." We have like notes, like actual scribbled scraps that she's kept. Um, Does that count as a letter? I'm counting it as a letter because I want to include okay. it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay, we'll 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 use letter in a very broad term here. Um, really? Scribbled notes. Um, it, when he said, "I can't see you today." End of note, she's kept it. Um, yeah, and she wanted to be buried with these and, <laughs> und- and use them as a pillow in her, mm. um, in her coffin. Um, but as you can probably tell, this didn't happen because they're all sitting in archives <laughs> around the country. But uh, she very much had a sentimental um, value of these letters. Apart from one, she burnt one um, because he was uh, rude to her and it was the only time she says that he made her cry. So she oh. she burnt that one, but apart from that, the rest survive. Yeah.
2: So sentimentalism is like being emo in a wig, effectively. Yeah, definitely Alex's observation that I made. That was it. my observation. Yeah. <laughs> That's question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Disgust. <laughs>
1: Joining a union can do. So, you write a lot then about um, the history of emotions. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how, yes. do, how do emotions have history? Is
2: it not just like how, how do I, I go, go
0: through the whole historiography <laughs> in two but minutes?
1: Are
2: <laughs> emotions the same? Yeah. Now, right. in terms of like, in, historical conception like was the emo
1: in a wig feeling the same way then as we feel
2: now? Like, like what yeah. is, when what
1: we're listening
0: yet? to? You, I don't know. This
2: podcast
0: I'm feeling confused. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> the confusion we feel now. Same oh God, confusion God, nice we're way. gonna feel in in hundred years time. <laughs> well, this actually is one of the key uh, debates in the field. You sort of have two main camps. You have the sort of universalist sort of position, which argues that um, emotions are, are basic, innate, uh, and not not changing. So that um, For example, anxiety will always be anxiety felt um, uh, in the same way. Uh, Then you have social constructionist sort of views, points where they say that um, emotions are shaped by environment, culture and historical time. Uh, And funnily enough, uh, the history of emotions within that sort of emotions uh, discussion, which is more interdisciplinary, tends to lean towards the social constructionist viewpoint that um, emotions are... Uh, are reflected a reflection of their their culture um, and mm. created and shaped by their um, environment and that's how I see it. I mean I think that the idea of a feeling is probably innate so you could say that to feel something is universal um, mm. and that all, all humans across time have felt something but how we interpret the feeling is uh is constructed by society um and um and shaped over time so um rituals uh for example i think sally holloway talks a lot about love and courtship in the 18th century and the rituals of how you display your love similarly here um you use anxiety a lot in letters to convey senses of love which you don't necessarily do nowadays um so actually <laughs> I said
2: dick pic <laughs> it's all the same right
0: yeah is I this, mean no yeah. but yeah okay, so yeah. you tend to write a lot about I've been waiting anxiously for your letter you know I've been in absolute fits I haven't been able to sleep I haven't been able to do anything else and then suddenly the nurse comes with your letter I didn't even need to read it because I saw it was from you and suddenly I came immediately I was <laughs> like oh what a relief um, yeah those sort of heightened expressions um um of how they sort of used a uh, uh, sort of anxious language so, to sort of convey yeah. senses of if love actually use that on a dating app would be ghosted immediately it doesn't tend to work nowadays whereas then it was like the thing to do you were like oh my gosh but you had to be careful because if you took it too far and was like too sort of um doing too much flattery you got Mm. accused of insincerity so there was like a fine line yeah you had to be anxious but not too um complimentary okay
2: so like and like the history of emotions like history of emo it's all a panic at the discourse
0: way shut the fuck out of
2: your own house. please leave your own house I, I, I've, sat on, your own house I've now. sat on that for a good five minutes it's
0: like conjuring it
2: look up at my look at my restraint I didn't interrupt for that one for that one for that one <laughs> fucking hell yeah. you're welcome
0: it was great I loved it
1: so like so you're the way that you're tracking some of the letters is this ability to kind of think then about shifting positions of motherhood and gender right Mm -hmm. so one I want to hear more about that like what is the kind of differences that you detect in the letters or what what kind of shifts do you see and then also thinking more now about this um about emotions in the 18th century um what what about toxic masculinity do boys cry in letters were they always as like really I don't know were they really really weepy what do you ever see like tear stains on some of these mm. like, super emotional letters
0: I mean you you see things that could be tear stains but you I can't, know, can't we're not about, like we're not no 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 more fluids no more but yeah i it's likely to be a tear stain but you you can never know unfortunately um uh you know i'd like i'd like to go um somewhere else but we won't um (laughs) um but um yeah you you don't really tend to get very emotional men um in terms of um Every, everyday sort of letters they tend to be much more reserved it is the women that that tend to be much more naturally emotive in the letters um, you do get um elements um for example um, the expressions of anxiety in the in the letters to convey senses of love but that's all within a an accepted sort of framework um so they they're allowed they're allowed to feel within certain boundaries uh, but I haven't ever um, come across anyone sort of in great despair um, uh, <laughs> that's that's male M- females on the other hand we've had very loads of letters with very them weepy. very mm-hmm. very weepy very lots of despair and anguish and angry words you do get a bit of anger from the men occasionally mm-hmm. um, and frustration uh, but you get a lot more um, emotion um from uh, Ann being a classic example you know you're ashamed oh, of me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. You sh- you should read her. I mean, honestly, you'd think she was reading a script from one of her uh, theatricals. The way she writes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My mum just sends me multiple animal emojis. Like She just looks up individual ones. The day she discovered animal emojis was a bad day
0: for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I mean, there's a thought. Which, which emojis would they send? I mean, mary definitely would just be constantly sending hearts to her son and she'd probably be getting like nothing back <laughs> not like the like three squirty teardrop things oh, oh yeah <laughs> like the, the sort nobody, of... nobody, nobody, nobody squirt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow
2: F. okay um finally how do we ensure that in 200 years time historians will collect our podcast outputs because so, we'd rather not rely on the messages that we send via WhatsApp to our or to our mothers. Mm-hmm. So how how do we preserve
0: our genius yeah. in an unrefable way? <laughs> in an unrefable way. I mean, that's like a big question for the sector at the moment. I mean, letters are, are objects, whereas nowadays we tend to com- communicate a lot more through screens. Uh, and, um, and messages and emails can be archived, um, but conversations... Um, are going to be lost. So the more we actually use telephones and um, video calls, unless we record them and somehow the technology survives... Um, it's going to be quite difficult, to be honest. I don't know if there is a solution. Maybe we should all just write more letters <laughs> and actually just keep them all in piles and piles of filing cabinets and be like, oh, do you remember that, that you know, thing that happened like 10 years ago? Shall we go and read about it? <laughs> well, see, I
1: actually, I have some letters. I have one, I have one friend. Um, she's not here. Uh, <laughs> I have one friend who I have a um, a very sporadic but ongoing letter writing relationship with like a like which, lame so lame but we like i mean we used to write quite a lot and then now it's once a year but i still keep all the letters and one day someone mm. will look back through them and be like what the fuck are they talking about
0: <laughs> yeah
2: what a tool what an absolute yeah. yeah
0: i'll make sure that my uh my great great granddaughter or grandson um uh has a recording of this so that they can mm-hmm. put some context into that
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm really sad that we lost the art of um like, passing notes in class. Oh, true. Like, so, you know, obviously, secondary school pupils today don't realise the fun, the danger... The danger. Of the, being, like... The discretion. Yeah, yeah. Having I mean, to hide it and pass it from hand to hand just to
1: open up a giant piece of A4 that just says you're a dick. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> you mean. have the ones that are like boxes, yes or no, tick which mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: fancy me? Yes, yes or no. I'm oh my goodness,
0: like, the uh, the modern <laughs> love note.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. It's laughs> mind really you,
0: they're keeping funny. their um, themselves going with the whole sort of you know bathroom store. I was here, you know, 2019. Mm-hmm. So you know mm-hmm. you, you you've got your own a uh, uh, form of communication, even if the notes haven't survived. You've still got so-and-so love so-and-so etched onto a desk or a we table. We still have
2: bathroom walls. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all over. No. Well, there's hope for us yet. <laughs> if we can scroll some poetry on a bathroom wall.
0: Yeah.
2: Like... <laughs> cool. So we then finally
1: uh, round up with anything that you would like people to know about. What are you up to? What are you doing? Plugs. Plugs.
0: Oh, well, I've got an article coming out soon on... Mm-hmm. Um, uh 18th century distance learning but I suppose the thing I really should be plugging is our IHR history lab because it's mm. blinking awesome um if you what you can you get you can in- swear on this podcast by the way she just did blinking. <laughs> to, be, to be honest I am amazed I haven't already <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, the um yeah, so the IHR History Lab is a just for anyone who doesn't know, a um the mm. Institute for Historical Research's postgrad uh, community. Um we do seminar series, we have a newsletter, we've got a conference normally at the end of the year. Uh but if you want to get in touch with us, um we really um are interested in col- and collaborative um projects, um, getting involved, um, so you can just email us um, at IHR History Lab at then you, you can just find out about me on twitter because i'm constantly on there anyway <laughs> we've been lomo praxis
1: if you like what you heard you can rate and review us on itunes or to ensure that we keep producing world-leading totally non refutable excellent content you can support us for the price of an overpriced coffee by signing up to our patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash my praxis.
2: You can get in touch with us by emailing my praxis at gmail.com or finding us on Twitter at my praxis. Shout out to our biggest fan, Jeremy Corbyn,
1: who liked us on Twitter.
2: Remember to tell your friends with apologies for a cross-posting. Bye.